Welcome back, everybody. You guys are listening to the Down to the Wire podcast. I'm your host, Brian Costa. And I'm Tyler Tucker. And no, your eyes and ears do not deceive everybody. Tyler is back. Welcome into Down to the Wire. Tyler, it has been a minute. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I am doing awesome, man. Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> hey, same to you. My, my Irish blood thanks you. Okay, I wanted to make sure you were Irish. I, I, I just wanted to make sure. No, no frauds here. Yeah, just about like 99% Irish to be uh, exact. Good to know. Good to know. Just wanted to make sure. 75% over on my end. So good to hear. Uh, happy St. Patty to stay to all you guys out there. We got a great show for you tonight. Uh, but first of all, Tyler, it's been a minute to, since you've been on the show. I mean, I think the last time we had you on was the Super Bowl preview show back in January, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so it has been a minute. So why don't you tell the viewers kind of what you've been up to since you've last been on the show, dude? Man, I've been doing a little bit of everything, you know, still going to school. Yeah. That's taken up a ton of my time, almost mm-hmm. like seven days a week. I'm working on schoolwork, um, you know, but getting into a little investing action, been a little getting into a little uh, yeah. sports card collecting too. So, but yeah, just kind of doing a bunch I've of different stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's been a lot of fun and just doing a bunch of different you know, I- stuff, so. Yeah, I've been hearing about all the sports card collecting. Um, uh, so kind of like, what have you been up to, like, in terms of that? Like, you've just been, you know, like, just buying different sports cards and selling them? Or, like, what's the whole deal with that? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm starting a pretty good collection for myself. You know, I got some baseball cards back there, some basketball, some football. You know, hey, they're hey. tough to find. So, you know, I'm just putting together and making a little money on the side. So it's been fun, and I really enjoy it. So Hoping to break the, ba- hope, hoping to break the bank a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, for anyone who else, for anyone who doesn't know, Tyler also has a golf podcast, uh, the be under par podcast. It's a, kind of a whole brand. Uh, you know, how, how's that been going right now? I know you guys haven't been uploading a ton of episodes lately, but how is everything going on with the be under par podcast so far? No, nah, it's going great. We're actually starting to transition back into some warm weather. So we're starting to get some like real golf content out. So that's why we haven't been doing as many podcasts but it's going great man yeah i can't wait to see you guys get some more content out there it's always fun seeing you guys uh you know do your things uh all those guys i mean we had uh connor bailey from with you guys on during the super bowl preview show it was really fun just to kind of do all that so uh you know all kind of in golf news for for uh kind of for your sake it we did receive word uh pretty recently that tiger woods is going to be uh, he, he actually got released from the hospital. He's feeling a lot better. So we're all, we're all really happy prayers up to tiger We're you know, he seems to be in a better spot. Hopefully he can get back. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm thinking, you know, he won't be anywhere near the same level as he was in that like 2019 master season, but I think he could come mm-hmm. back in a couple years and be fairly competitive. So prayed for tiger. Yeah, that's always good to hear. You know, another another guy we're putting our we're, we have our prayers up to. It kind of broke before the show. Uh, former Maverick Center Sean Bradley. I guess he was involved in like a very bad car accident back in like January. Apparently, he's paralyzed right now and he's like going through a bunch of rehabs. So prayers up to Sean Bradley. We hope that he gets better. Um, you know, it that that was a really bad thing that we that when we learned when we learned about that. Yeah, prayers up to him too. Both wish them both a speedy yeah. recovery. Absolutely. 
Uh, so, you know, before, so now we kind of are getting into the main topic of tonight. So, you know, NFL free agency started today. So there have been some crazy moves around the league. I mean, you know, Fitz Magic's going to Washington. We have uh, Andy Dalton going to the, going to the Chicago Bears. So that's a, that'll be a good, that's kind of an interesting move for your NFC North counterpart. Uh, you yeah. Know, we have Bud Dupree to the Titans, Aaron Jones to the Green Bay Packers. And basically every other free agent at this point has signed with the New England Patriots. Uh, so it has yep. been a pretty, it has been a pretty good offseason so far to be a Patriots fan. Tyler, what are your thoughts so far on on the on you know how Bill Belichick has run this team so far this offseason? Well, I mean, I'm really frustrated because you guys really only got to be <laughs> mediocre for a season, and now you guys are gonna be freaking good again. I mean. I mean, huge pickups. Hunter Henry, Henry, and Johnny Smith were both huge. Uh, I mean, what can I say? I mean, I was literally just like, I, when when that news broke, and I saw Johnny Smith to the Patriots. I, I, I was like, I was like, all right, perfect. We got our tight end. We can have someone. We can actually have like a solid pass catching weapon. And then I hear Algalore coming, and I'm like, wow, that that's awesome. Matthew Judon was a great pickup. You know, a ton. Uh, Jalen Mills of the Eagles was awesome. And then like, I wake up the next day and I just look down at my phone and I get out of, I get out of my environmental science class. And I look down Mike Reese, literally one minute ago, Hunter Henry has signed with the Patriots and I lose my mind. I could not believe that the Patriots on Hunter Henry, we have the next, we have the next version of Gronk and Hernandez up in new England. It is official. The only problem is that Cam Newton is still our quarterback. <laughs> so we just have to figure that one out. Yeah, I think I have faith in Cam. You know, he didn't have a great season yeah. last year, but I mean, with a lot, with all those pieces around, dude, with all those pieces around you, you just have to be able to throw the ball and be a little elusive like he is, and you'll have at least an eight and eight season. Oh, wow. You suck. <laughs> eight and eight. You know, you know, man, like, you got to give me at least some hope. You know, you know, here's the thing with Cam. I, I have not been I have not been light on Cam. I think the hit his play last year was pretty, you know, deplorable. He did not play, you know, up to anybody's expectations. It was really bad. Uh the only thing and you know, there a lot of people are just like Cam Newton is done at football right now. They're they're just like he should hang him up. It doesn't look like he's making a comeback anytime soon. And the only thing that I can the only possible, you know, defense at this point that you can make for Cam in terms of his play is that you know, when, when you kind of think of an MLB pitcher or someone who's gone through like a, someone who's gone through a bad injury, like in terms of pitcher, you think of Tommy John surgery, the first year after a pitcher comes back after Tommy John surgery, he's not going to be that same guy he was when, when he originally, you know, you know, when he originally tore it, you're likely going to see that version of him two years down the line. So the only thing we can hope with, with the whole Cam Newton situation is that his shoulder, you know, like he needed to play a season to really kind of feel out his shoulder. And now he can, you know, start to maybe get back to the Cam Newton where we're used to seeing, because last year you were seeing him just hit guys in the feet. I mean, you know, he couldn't, he could, he'd either, you know, be, he wouldn't be able to throw like a touch, like a kind of like, like a check down pass or a running back, or he, he could, he could only throw that pass or he could only throw a deep ball to like a receiver, which at, which frankly, we really didn't have too many deep threats. He couldn't hit that middle. He couldn't hit that middle pass, you know, that was the big problem with Cam Newton. Hopefully, you know, hopefully with a, hopefully with a recovered shoulder, we can, you know, do that. I'm still wondering, cause they're saying the Pats aren't done. Is Jimmy Garoppolo still on the table? Are there other options still on the table for New England? I'm really interested at what, and what Bill Belichick is going to do this for the rest of this off season. Yeah. And I think personally for me, Cam Newton has an ax to grind 
And I think clearly Bill Belichick sees something because, you know, he did not have a great season, but Bill Belichick doesn't hand out money like that to anyone. And the fact that he's bringing them back on another solid deal shows me that he at least saw something that he can use. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you could make the case it's solid for Cam if he goes out and performs, but I would say it's probably a more team friendly deal. Have you kind of looked at like the money aspect of it? Like, like kind of the money breakdown? No, I haven't. So it's actually a very incentive, like friendly deal, especially for the Patriots. Uh, so, you know, it's, you see 14 million up front. A lot of people were thinking, all right, it's going to be like eight guaranteed and then like six in incentives. When you actually look at it and it's, it, the the actual like you know like minimum amount the Pats are gonna pay is probably around three point five to five million bucks. It's not a bad deal really? for the Patriots. Hmm. Yeah, so that's why a lot of people are saying that like it's not they aren't they aren't really paying them eight million dollars to be a backup. There is still a chance that you know they could go out and make a move that and make a move at a guy. So you know it's I, frankly it's a decent deal to bring Cam back on, especially looking at that money. You know it you know there is definitely gonna be some New England fans that are still pretty pissed at that but I think it's a pretty solid deal. Yeah, I like it. And I like the incentive-based deals because if he does Mm -hmm. come back and is the starter, I think that makes him hungrier and more apt to just go out there and really fight. Not saying he's not leaving it all out there, but I think that gives, you know, a little more. It's like putting the carrot in front of the the horse. Get him going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Get him going. I mean, you know, you know, I think he's also going to be really fired up after after kind of the way that fans have been talking about him as of last season. You know, everyone is just saying he's done. Everyone's saying he's done. You know, a lot of people were saying the same thing about Bill Belichick. A lot of people were saying, you know, you know, Bill Belichick without Tom Brady, he can't lure free agents. That was the big thing that Rex Ryan was saying. He was saying that he was saying that people went to New England to play for Tom Brady, not Bill Belichick. Well, and Bill Belichick, you know, he took all that kind of hate this off season. And he literally went into free agency basically saying, all right, I'm going to sign every free agent. You like, Oh, you wanted this guy. I'm taking him. Oh, you wanted uh Johnny Smith gone. You wanted Hunter Henry gone. You wanted Nelson Aguilar. I'm taking him off the board. He went out there and he just said, and he, and he basically said, I'm making a statement this off season. And it has been an insane one so far for the new England Patriots. Yeah. And that's why Rex Ryan is sitting behind a desk analyzing <laughs> the game and Bill Belichick is out there coaching. It, all right. Yeah, we know Bill Belichick's there to stay. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know these these pickups. It does. It is kind of indicative of the way the of the the way the Pats have drafted. I mean, we took two tight ends in the draft last year, and you know we we had to go out in the free agent market and spend for tight ends. So, it you know Bill Belichick isn't isn't perfect as a coach. Uh, You know, at least as a GM, he definitely isn't perfect. He's had some major flaws. Uh, but you know, I'm pretty psyched about this off season. You know, you know, typically as a Pats fan, there are only a couple moments where you get to experience something like this. You know, when Darrell Revis went here after, during the 2014 season, I remember it was just a groundbreaking moment in Fox for everyone. Was, everyone was was like, "Wow, Darrell Revis is coming here." You know, even Tim Tebow when he came here got that kind of treatment. Uh, for all this to happen in a day, I don't know how I don't know how you know more New England Patriots fans didn't didn't like kind of uh, didn't basically didn't have heart attacks. It was ridiculous you know, yesterday. Yeah. And like think, think of the full scope of things too. Like you got Chung and Hightower coming back and let me put mm-hmm. this out there. This is what I think is going to happen next. Call me crazy, but uh, Will Fuller is still on the board and I think he's going to be the slot receiver for the new England Patriots. Oh, wow. You know, Carter would love that. I mean, <laughs> Will Fuller is coming to the new England Patriots. You know, I've given Will Fuller a lot of grief. I think that, you know, I think that he benefited a lot from, you know, being Deshaun, uh, from being DeAndre Hopkins too. Uh, but, you know, yeah, the guy has solid, the guy has solid skills. So I would be, I would be, you know, pretty happy to see him, you know, up there, up there kind of doing his thing with Cam. 
Yeah, I think he's going to take a one-year team-friendly deal for the Patriots kind of and hopes that – exactly, and hopes that he'll get a huge contract next offseason. Yeah, because so. he's coming off, like, I think, like a PED suspension and some other stuff, so he's going to probably have to prove to the rest of the league like, like and basically be like, hey, I can do this clean. Watch me. Yeah, exactly. So that's yep. what it's going to have to be. Bill Belichick's always going to try to maybe get – is always going to try to get guys on the cheap. At least that's what we thought before two days ago. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, anything is possible, uh, you know, right now it looks in Foxborough. So, you know, you know, we'll look for the Patriots to make more moves. I guess, they, I guess after all the moves they've made, they still have like 30 million in cap space, which is ridiculous. So that's insane. You know, yeah. We spent more money. Uh, I think someone, I think they basically said like Bill Belichick, you know, over the last 10 years or something spent like $300 million in free agency in two days, he spent half that on. on wow. Guys. It is ridiculous, wow. you know, just to look at the way that Bill Belichick normally goes about it, normally goes about his business. This is so out of the, out of the ordinary. We have never seen this from, from the Patriots like ever. And like, I don't think, I don't think Pats fans are able to actually realize like how, how really different this is. Like this is a yeah, very. I, I think of, that uh, Bill Belichick is taking a page out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers book mm-hmm. now because they basically just said, let's throw money at everybody. Yeah. Let's get them all. And I think mm-hmm. Belichick's starting to see that. And I, I hate to say it. This pains me to say, but the Patriots are going to be a force to reckon with next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think they're going to be back, Tyler. Got to say it. I mean, you know, the Buffalo Bills are still going to be uh, – are still probably might be the favorites in that division. I mean, look yep. for – I mean, the Miami Dolphins probably might still end up sucking. They actually might, you know, re- they actually might regress a little bit. They're kind of releasing a bunch of guys like Kyle Van Noy got cut. All these different guys got cut. So, you know, the Dolphins might take a step back, but I'm pretty psyched about the way that about the way this team is going. We are, you know, it, you know, one, seven and nine record was enough for Bill Belichick. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you what, man, I cannot wait for the NFL to start back up. I've, mm-hmm. It just ended, but I, I can't wait to start watching football again. I mean, all the movement there's been, I mean, you know, the, you know, it's going to be fun to play as the Patriots in Madden again. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's finally going to – it's going to be enjoyable once again. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some other NFL moves uh, in regarding New England. I mean, there were some – there were some uh, – you know, I think they signed Ted Karras today to probably be our new center. That means that David Andrews is probably gone. Uh, you know, loved Andrews. He was a really solid piece for us. But he did have, like uh, – I think he did have, like, a blood clot and some real – and some really bad issues only a couple – only like I think two seasons ago so I think for the Patriots they're probably just saying like they're probably just saying like like hey like he's this guy makes it might make top dollar but we don't know what's going to happen to him in three years it's probably best to cut bait at this point and just set and just you know hopefully you can maybe draft a guy maybe you can develop some other guys in the future and bringing back a guy like Harris is probably a solid option since since the Pats know him so well Tyler Oh yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a good play. Sorry, you cut out for a second. Oh yeah, um, no problem. No, uh, yeah, I think that's a good play for them. I mean, the game is one in the trenches, you know, it really is. Absolutely. And if you don't have a great O line or a great D line, it shows. I mean, look at the Minnesota Vikings. Our offensive line has sucked, and yeah. we've sucked. No, so. <laughs> What what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on some of the moves that the Vikes have made so far? I mean, they they they, they cut Kyle Rudolph, they cut Dan Bailey. You know, what what are your thoughts right now on, on your football team up in Minnesota? Yeah, so I think the Dan Bailey and the Kyle Rudolph moves 
were just bound to happen. I mean, everybody knew Kyle Rudolph was going to be gone because we just couldn't give him the money. And we have two young tight ends, uh, Irv okay. Smith in particular, that Ooh, is Smith up is and good. coming. Yeah, he's going to be really good he's for a really good long time. Product, yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, my biggest – I think the biggest cut that upset me was Riley Reef because <laughs> I understand for the money, but he was our one good offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. So – and um, I also like the moves uh, beefing up the defensive line, too. I mean, we're going to have uh, Linval Joseph back. We're going to have Michael Pierce back from the opt-out. And then we signed that guy from the Giants for a pretty a pretty good deal. So mm-hmm. our defensive line should be a force to reckon with again. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing that pains me to say, but I'm going to have to say it, I don't think Kirk Cousins is the problem anymore. I really, really? don't. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I am that a Kirk a... Cousins believer. That is a change of pace. Holy yeah, crap. no, I, I used to be the biggest anti-Kirk guy, <laughs> but the only, the only, the only real problem that comes with him is just the money we pay him. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's the only issue. Oh, he makes so much money, dude. <laughs> He's the seventh highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And listen, if Wild. he was playing like the, the guys up there, like Brady, Rogers, Watson, all those guys, I'd be fine with it. But looking at him realistically he i think he's just a tier below like the yeah. rogers and the brady's mm-hmm. so yeah but yeah so far um nothing too shocking uh but i just pray we find a reliable kicker and that might take some of our pain away yeah hall of good quarterback kirk cousins hall of good so you yeah know, yeah so i mean you know, Kurt, you know, the Vikings are a very interesting team to, you know, to look forward to, you know, as, you know, as they kind of go through things, are they kind of doing a rebuild? Like what's their whole thing? You know, is it more of a retool than a rebuild in your mind? Like, what do you think the Vikings are trying to really do here? Um, Right now, I think we're retooling because I think the owners want to do as much with Kirk as they can to justify the yeah. money they paid him. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think Adam Thielen is still around because he was one of the ones I was nervous about coming into this offseason. I really thought he was going to be traded for, and then we were just going to dive into the, into the full rebuild. But yeah. it looks like what they're doing right now is trying to beef up the defense a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. maybe grab some defensive backs in the draft and then see what we can do with one more year of cook, Thielen, Jefferson, Kirk, and then all those guys on the defensive side of the ball. So, yeah, no, I mean, and you know, it's been a, it's just been a crazy off season. I'm, 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 I'm it's going to be really interesting to see what you guys do, especially since, you know, you're only, you're only like, you know, literally like, like, I don't know what it is like 13 or like 14 months ago, you guys were in the playoffs. So like, you know, yeah. you guys were right there. And I think that, you know, maybe not in a COVID year, you guys could, you guys could very well be right back in it. So it's going to be very interesting to watch you guys. For sure. I'm excited. You know, I, I can't wait to see these young guys play. And I am the biggest Justin Jefferson fan on the planet. I watched him in that national championship game. And I instantly, I was like, the Vikings need this guy. And somehow we got him. He's been a stud. He's like your guys' next Randy Moss. Like he's awesome for you guys. For sure. For sure. And you know, uh, speaking of the NFC North, I saw my, my friend Pat Edwards uh, DM'd me this when I and when I saw it, I just immediately broke out laughing. You know, the Chicago Bears were linked to a bunch of guys this offseason in terms of quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. And yesterday we got the answer and it is Andy, the Red <laughs> Rifle Dalton. Tyler, how do you feel about how do you feel about your chances now that 
basically now now that I'm uh, it's going to be him, you know, slinging slinging the rock instead of uh, instead of those two. Yeah. So now four times a year, the Vikings <laughs> are going to have to face Andy Dalton and Jared Goff. <laughs> so I'm I'm very confident that, and we'll see if Aaron Rodgers is still around in Green Bay. He might, he might not. We'll see. But do you know something? Um, what do you know? <laughs> eh, there's there's still been talks, but no, um, there's been some rumblings. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. There's been some rumblings. Uh, but, but we yeah, can no. we can guarantee two wins against Jared Goff and uh, Andy Dalton in my mind for sure. Yeah, yeah, Jared Goff. That's a, I forgot that he. You know, that's actually crazy. Yeah, the your division has two new, you know, quarterbacks. I mean, Jared Goff is an established guy, but, you know, you know, he's not. But I mean, you know, when you compare him to a guy like Stafford, who was there, it's definitely, you know, not the same level. Uh, and then and then you look at, you know, Dalton, you know, you know, he was really solid with Cincinnati, you know, but, you know, just really hasn't been the same guy over the past couple of years. I think that I think that you guys have a much better chance of making it back to the playoffs. And, you know, the Bears just do it yet again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, the Bears are just the Bears. They're going to do what they do. <laughs> yeah, no, for uh, sure. But yeah, some other moves that we talked about at the beginning of the show, actually one that broke right before the show is that uh, also including the Chicago Bears, their, uh, their former, like, uh, you know, Pro Bowl, All-Pro uh, lineman, Kyle, Kyle Long, he's signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> they just keep getting better. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I saw that they so they ended up cutting Mitchell Schwartz and Eric and Eric Fisher, which I was surprised. I was surprised uh, because, you know, you saw the way Mahomes was running for his life in that Super Bowl. And they did bring in Joe Tooney and now they're bringing in and now they're bringing in Long. But I find it surprising that they're that they cut two of those well-known guys. Fisher, I can understand a little bit because of the torn Achilles. But Schwartz is a little is a little bit of an oddity to me. Yeah, agreed. I think. But I think both moves were all money-based because, I mean, you look at the deal that Long came in on, he, he's on a one-year, five-million deal. And I think Thune was pretty affordable himself. So Yeah, there were a lot – there's, like, a lot of funny money in there. A lot of that's going to be – like, a lot of those years are voidable, kind of like the Taysom Hill contract we saw. Did you – what were your thought? I mean, when you saw that contract, did you, like – did your heart just drop? Um, Actually, it made me very happy. So – yeah. You know, as a Vikings fan, I hate the Saints. Okay, so yeah. I love them seeing them collapse, mm-hmm. uh, giving Taysom Hill that much money when they're already in a cap nightmare. Yeah. Uh, amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. Signing Jameis Winston. <laughs> we're not going to have to see Drew Brees anymore. I could yeah. not be happier because we are watching the Saints crumble live. Yeah. So, I mean, we saw that deal come through with Taysom Hill. Uh, but it turns out that's basically just a one-year, twelve million dollar extension. You know, because all those years after, like a- after the first year, are avoidable. So it's essentially just it's essentially just them playing playing with the cap in a way to you know manipulate it so that way they can sign more guys. We've been seeing a lot of teams do this this off season. That's why when you're seeing like a bunch of these guys get a ton of money, it's it's done on voidable years. Uh, something very similar happened with Brady in Tampa. He got a four-year extension, but it's really just a one-year. You know, yeah. so. So there's a lot of kind of just interesting things going on there. It's basically to spread out the spread out. I think the signing bonus and all that other stuff. So that way, you know, they can just, you know, you know, you know, make, you know, fiddle around with the cap a little more. So, you know, you know, it isn't, it isn't a sure thing that Taysom's going to be the quarterback. It looks like it's going to be Jameis's team. Uh, but yeah, uh, you said that Drew Brees isn't going to be there anymore. That was originally going to be kind of the big topic around the show before the Pats made all these moves. I mean, what a career for Drew Brees hats off, dude, dude is a dude, dude, Dude is a legend. I mean, you know, he he went out there, you know, towards the end, it looked really rough. Unfortunately, he I, I kind of said, uh, you know, in previous shows that he had like a Dan Marino type game where, you know, 
you know, he just in his last game, he just really kind of fell apart. It was it was kind of sad to see. Yeah, it was it was tough to watch. But like I said, you know, as a Vikings fan, I, I loved every minute of it. Never liked the guy, never liked the Saints. So wow. so long, Drew Brees. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a little rough. I mean, you know, I mean, he's done he did a lot for that city. I mean, I'll give him credit for that, especially after, you know, especially after Katrina and all the stuff there. So I'll give him credit for that. Uh, you know, I, he, he also did retire 15 year, 15 years to the day after signing with them. So, I mean, you know, you know, you know, he always gave Brady some battles when, when we faced off against him. I'm, at, you know, from a competitive standpoint, it's good that it's good that we're not gonna have to face him anymore, but you know, just seeing like a childhood guy that you grew up watching, it is going to be pretty weird not to see him in the league anymore. So that is something I am going to have. I, that is something I'm going to have to come to terms with in a way. For sure. For sure. So that is something I'm looking at. Uh, but, you know, that kind of covers a lot of things we have in the NFL uh, in MLB. This broke yesterday and it made me sick to my stomach. LeBron James now owns the Boston Red Sox. Uh. <laughs> that I, I saw that headline and, I, and I, I thought it had to be from the onion. I thought this was a fake. I thought this had to be a fake story. Tyler, you know, LeBron now owns two Boston sports teams. He already owns the Celtics and now he owns the Red Sox. So. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I think a lot of that move um, was motivated by his love for Liverpool, because mm-hmm. I think he more or less bought into Fenway Sports Group rather than yes, the Red Sox exactly, himself. Exactly. That's what he did. So it makes him a part yeah. of the Red Sox. But just to see that that LeBron, who is a Yankees fan, he's actually he's a Yankee fan. He's a Cowboy fan, which if you, <laughs> if, if you needed any if you needed to know anything about LeBron James and, and, and were wondering if he grew up in the 90s, I mean, being a Yankees and a Cowboys fan in the 90s you know, just shows the type of guy that LeBron was at that point in time when growing up. I mean, the dude only knew, the dude only knew winning. I mean, he's shown up to, he's shown up to Cleveland Indians games wearing a Yankees hat and like showing it off. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, he's going to do the same thing in freaking Boston. Like why is LeBron? It, it hurts so bad. I mean, first he had, first he had to posterize Jason Terry. Now he's to posterize every fan of, of Boston sports. It kills me that he did this. Yeah, it's very frustrating. And I, I mean, the Red Sox have made like so many mind boggling decisions lately. Oh, yeah. And this just adds to the list of it. And I, I can't even keep up anymore. I'm just I mean, frustrated. I mean, does, does John Henry want, want the fans to hate the team? I mean, you bring in the one guy that like, like there are so many guys you could bring in to own the Red Sox or just like work with the Red Sox in general. You bring in the one sports figure that everybody in Boston despises. Like, you yeah, like. Like, I mean, you bet you might as well ha- just have had Jeter buy the team at this point. Like, what the heck were you thinking, Henry? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and at least Jeter would I mean, be a baseball mind in there, you oh, know? Yeah. No, I mean, if Jeter wanted to manage the Red Sox, I'd let him. I mean, you know, Jeter, I mean, it'd be kind of weird to, it, I mean, I respect Derek Jeter, but, you know, just like the, it, it made no sense to me when I saw this. And I mean, you know, having, having him on Liverpool, I really don't care about Liverpool. I mean, they're a soccer team. I don't really, I'm sorry, Tyler. I don't care about soccer like that. No, it's totally understandable. It's not. So if he wants to, so if if he was a part of Fenway sports group, but just seeing the headline that he is now a part owner of the Red Sox made me sick to my stomach. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. It just made me ill. Uh, But you know, that kind of covers the whole LeBron situation, you know, hopefully you know, hopefully, you know, he isn't showing up in Yankees gear at Fenway Park anytime soon. Ugh, you know, I would hate to see that. <laughs> Damn it, LeBron. <laughs> he does it again. He does it again. Uh, but that kind of covers all the whole LeBron story. 
Uh, also in MLB news, Mets shortstop, Nets new shortstop, Francisco Lindor, you know, you know, that's going to be a really interesting move, interesting guy to see at shortstop uh, next year. I really love, really love Lindor. He's one of the faces of the, of the game, but he came out and he kind of, he kind of made a point that I was kind of against recently. He uh, re- recently in an, in, an, in an interview, he basically started, he kind of was defending, you know, starting to limit the shift in the MLB. I don't know. I don't know where you stand on the shift. Kind of where's your position on that? I mean, I don't think there should be any limits to to tactics in the game. You know, if you want to, I always got the left left handed shift put on me because oh, I'd yeah. always hit ground balls right up the right side to either the first baseman or where the second baseman would stand. So, I mean, yeah, it it sucks sometimes to get caught in it, but learn how to hit the ball the other way. You know, got, when was the last time you played baseball? <laughs> Oh my God! Forever ago, sophomore year of high school. They were putting the shift on people in your areas and so- And when you were a, when you were a sophomore in high school, what was wrong with them? Oh my God! We've been doing this shift since little league, man. You guys are you guys are ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we never did the shift because 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 we were like we were like you never know what a high school hitter's got to do. That's insane that you have to de- you actually had to deal with the shift. Yeah, I, 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 I was probably like one of the few left-handed batters in Connecticut too. So. <laughs> didn't I I, help i think we only did a shift one time and it was during like a babe ruth game where, where we where we were losing so we, so we just tried doing it to see what would happen like we i've literally actually never met anyone who like had who was you know at least you know in the high school level who got shifted against that's insane dude i got shifted I mean, against i mean in out, i mean outf- outfield shift is different infield shift though is ridiculous dude that's that that is crazy dude. <laughs> uh but yeah no so I mean, he kind of he was basically saying he was kind of basically saying that he wants to you know make the athletic play on it. He wants to you know you know be he kind of wants to be challenged for the ball a little more. You know he doesn't want it to necessarily be he w- doesn't want to necessarily you know have it just be where you cut down all the plays. And to that I say like like you're seeing some of these insane shifts where you know there is nobody between second and third base. Like it is wide open to you. And I know it isn't the flashiest thing. And I know, you know, from being a guy who watched Kent Murphy growing up and, you know, and, and the slogan was always there, but dude, bunt it. It is right yeah. there for you. Like, and like, here's the thing, like, you don't need to be a pinpoint guy. Like when you're doing a suicide squeeze or whatnot, like, yeah, you, you need to find a way to put it down, but like, just get it in the general vicinity. Like you have about like a, I don't know, like you have a, you probably have a log cabin or like, you know, I don't know how to say like the amount of square footage that you have. You have so much area to just, you know, to just land that thing and just hope it lands. And if, and guess what, if, if it is a foul ball, they're probably going to bring a guy over there and, and, and basically just be like, be like, all right. Uh, and, and just basically say that, you know, um, uh, and just basically say like, Oh, watch out for him. He's a threat now to bunt. So they're going to bring a guy over there and, you know, now, and now you have the ability to, to kind of hit it there. One guy that comes to mind is Robinson Cano back in 2013 during the Red Sox title run, they were playing the Yankees and they, and they put all the guys over, over, you know, between first and second base. And you know what Cano did? He dropped one down and he got a double out of it and good for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, guess what? Joey Gallo, you know, yeah, sometimes you can hit over it, man. But if you don't want to have to deal with that shift anymore, drop it down, you know, two, three times they do it. And they probably won't do it again for you to you for the rest of the season because because they know that you're willing to do that to get on base. Show that you're exactly. willing to get on like like don't like swallow your pride a little bit. Just just basically do it to say, like, hey, I'm gonna get on base, do this, and you know, and you know, it won't be a problem for you. That is yeah, eventually it'll just it eliminate them shifting, you know. 
Yeah. If you lay down a couple of bunts here and there, they're just going to give up on the shift. They're going to say, well, clearly it's not working because you just get a bunt out of it every time. Yeah. So like, like, uh, like maybe it isn't the flashiest thing to do, but like, but guess what? I th- I feel like your teammates are going to, are going to look at you a little more and, and, and just be like, Hey, he's trying to get on base. He's trying to help us win instead of just trying to overpower and just hit the thing out of there. I mean, you don't even need to be the fastest guy to, if you lay it down, like, like if you lay it down there, literally no one's going to get there. You can be like the slowest guy on the team and you're going to at least be able to get to first. Yeah, you got to be all you got to be faster is the catcher getting up off his knees and the slow pitcher, you know, that's all you got to be faster than. So that has been something that just boggles my mind. I don't I mean, you know, he's free to have his own opinion. I just don't agree with Francisco on this on this instance. I mean, it's it. The answer is literally right in front of you. You don't need to be, you know, telling it. You don't need to be telling a um, uh, you don't need to be telling like a defense. Hey, you can only play in this certain way or you can only play in this certain way. The answer is there. Just do it. Yeah. And, I mean, and let's let's say to Francisco right now, let's agree to disagree, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, another another type of shift that I think of too is like I'm not even just saying like 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 if you want to bring the if you want to bring an outfielder and you can do that. I mean, I know the Red Sox back in like you know back when they had Mookie, unfortunately no longer with the team, but back when they had Mookie, they they did this they did this play one time against the Twins where they brought him in from I believe either right or center field. They had him get his infield glove because he was a second baseman, you know, coming up through the minors. He was you know or he was like a big second base product, so they had him get a second baseman. They had him play like like literally on the second base bag in case like they, he needed to make a throw home for a play. And you know what the and you know what the Twins player did? He just hit it to center field where Mookie wasn't, and like you're able to sometimes hit out of those plays. That shift is a little difficult to hit out of because you do need to hit it in the air. But at least with the traditional lefty infield shift, just drop one down. You know, just get it. You know, just get it. You know, in the widest possible margin, you're gonna have a single out of it. So that's where I'm just that's where I'm coming from with that. You know, I get I get the like, whole thing of trying to get more offense into the game, but you know. I don't know. That's where I'm, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you, man. Like yeah. whenever, whenever you see that shift, just, just wait back on the ball and hit it the other way. Yeah. Or you you can, know, exactly. You can hit it the other way too. You know, learn to do that. Joey Gallo. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and, and finally in MLB news, uh, you know, we've been talking about this guy, I think forever on this show at this point, one of my favorite players in the MLB, Trevor Bauer is back at it again. Uh, he was recently fined by, the, or at least he received a warning from the MLB about a uniform violation. And the reason he received the uniform violation is because he was wearing is because he was wearing a, a shirt with a logo for his own personal brand on it. And and I'm just like, and he received a uniform violation. And they said, and they said to him, if you ever do this again, we're gonna fine you. And he took to Twitter and, and was basically just like, and was basically just like. And he kind of was like playing out a situation where MLB is saying that, oh, we want to market our players. But then when MLB players try to market themselves, we're just going to shut it down and say that's illegal. So, you know, you know, I hate to say it again. Rob Manfred, the ridiculous commissioner of baseball, does it again. The guy is a clown. The guy has always been a clown since he took office for since he took office for MLB. You know, you had a chance really to, to basically say like, hey, Trevor's going to go out there. He's going to promote his brand. You know, some people are going to say like, oh, what is that logo? Oh, that's Trevor Bauer's brand. Let me learn about him. You know, maybe maybe the MLB can be more of a league than just Mike Trout. You know, you can actually start to build a league and you kind of have kind of have like individual podcasts or different like, you know, have different groups and all this stuff. But again, it gets shut down again. Your thoughts, Tyler? Uh, never liked Manfred. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's good for the game because I mean, if you look at the, the league under his tenure, it's just everything's going down. 
oh, revenue yeah. ratings, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think we need to bring someone in that's going to get people excited about the game again. I mean, you think yeah. of so many young up and coming stars like Tatis, Acuna Jr., just to name a few. And yeah. the great veteran stars that are there. I know Bryce Harper isn't as great as he used to be, but his name is still there. Mike Trout, oh, yeah. Mookie Betts, you know? Mm-hmm. You need to oh, start yeah. focusing on those guys and growing the game rather than just trying to be content with what you have right now and letting it pretty much crumble. Yeah, no, the name recognition is there. I mean, you have got you have stars in the league. You just have to you just have to let them market themselves and let them have some fun on social media. Let them kind of, you know, let let them, you know, have some more fun and you know, post things other than just advertisements. You know, yeah, have, agreed. Let's get some personality into the game. Like you have Franklin and MLB, you have some of you you have like the most diverse group of players in in there. You have guys from like literally all over the world. Let them show let them show like their little kind of like unique idiosyncrasies and all that stuff. You have a great opportunity, Manfred. Don't let it go to waste. And I, I think even with Tatis alone, I think he's really trying to bring in his personality oh, yeah. into the game, but he's just getting fought back so hard. I mean, anything he does, instant controversy. Yeah. You know. I mean, I mean, luckily he, luckily, you know, whatever players union or, you know, whoever is in charge of MLB, the show did recognize, you know, Tatis and he is going to be on the cover of this year's MLB, the show finally on Xbox. I am pumped to finally be able to play MLB, the show that is so happy. That is going to be so much fun, dude. Uh, You know, another thing, uh, you know, you know, we were talking about, you know, you know, talking trash about Manfred and we've been saying we've been doing it for forever. You know, before we get into anything else. You know, I, 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 t- I contacted you yesterday and, you know, we thought for a long time that, you know, those first couple episodes of Down to the Wire and all those other and, you know, some of the, you know, real first memories we had of being in the Koffler Center were gone forever. We thought we were just talking to like empty to like dead air and all that stuff. I've recently found out yesterday that I was able to recover five of the first seven episodes we ever did of Down to the Wire. And I am releasing them to Spotify in a series called the Down to the Wire Lost Tapes. The two of them are up now, which includes the first episode we ever did, which is crazy to think is now well over a year. Yeah, dude, I I listened to the whole thing front to the back the other mm-hmm. day when you told me about it, and I, I was so hyped to hear that. I mean, it's so crazy how how much it's changed and grown in over oh, a yeah. year. I mean, think of what we did in the first year alone, winning the best new show, making a yeah. ton of new connections and I, I'd love to see where it's gone. And I, I'd love that you were able to get the old stuff for people to hear again that might've missed it by accident. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I mean, hate, hate to say it, but we probably only had like five followers when those first episodes are coming out. So, I mean, for sure. you know, so for pretty much the majority of our fans, this is like content that they've never heard before. And frankly, for me, it's something that I really am going to be able to hold like, like near and dear, because I thought that this stuff was gone forever. I thought I was never going to be able to like, see, see like kind of how it started. I was, I, I mean, I obviously remember like, like the way, the way the show went, but just like hearing my voice, hearing all that stuff again. One thing I noticed is that my voice sounded raspy as hell. I, I swear to God, I might've had COVID Carter too. He, his voice sounded raspy. Too. We, we were super raw just listening to it. I was oh, like, yeah. man, we sound like we've never even talked yeah. to other human beings before <laughs> yeah like if we were just robots it, it was just like my name is brian costa i'm a freshman at brian yeah it was, <laughs> it was just so raw dude like it just did like it's nothing compared to what it is now i mean i'm glad i'm glad you're still able to be on the show what, what and when you can whenever you can make it i mean i'm hoping to get you on more this semester i'm so glad you're able to be on uh but you know it's it's awesome man that these that these you know old these old recordings are, are now going to be you know released to 
going to now be released to our fans for them to kind of really just see how this thing started. Yeah, it's so exciting. And that's going to be stuff I'm going to show to my kids someday. Like, <laughs> this is how it's done. This is how a good yeah. podcast is run. Oh, yeah. You know, front front to back, this is how it is done. But, yeah. Uh, dude, I'm, I was so pumped when I found, when I found that recording, I like, I literally heard, I, I was hearing it and I was like, I was like, you're able to like basically go to the certain time and date when you can hear it. And I was listening to it. And, and at first I, at first I said like, oh, this isn't us. And then I listened a little closer. I was, I was like, wow, this is us. Holy crap. Like it did not seem like, like it just like, we have changed so much. It is crazy. Yeah. Like it has been a crazy journey. Uh, you know, we have a, there's a lot to, you know, we, there's, we've already accomplished a lot so far, you know, over like, I think 40 episodes at this point, For, this is our 42nd episode, which is crazy. Wow. Uh, and you know, we, there's gotta be a lot more to come. I'm really happy about what's coming in the future. Got some great interviews, you know, possibly on the, possibly coming up soon, some great collabs soon. Uh, so really pumped about that, you know, jumping back into the sports world. Uh, we, we can we go over to UFC and boxing. So in, in the UFC, uh, in the UFC, um, uh, let me see, you know, uh, in UFC 261 has finally been announced and it is going to be a good one. It is going to be taking place on April 24th. And the big caveat too, is that there is going to be full fans. There's going to be, wow. there's going to be full, it's going to be at a full arena, or at least it's, they're going to say it's at full capacity. You know, hopefully everyone is vaccinated by then, you know, hopefully we're seeing some sense of normalcy by the end of, by the end of next month. It is, I'm really pumped for, you know, life to get back to normal. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. I'm really hoping that, you know, things can be back to full attendance. I, I think by the beginning of maybe even the NFL season uh, next year, we'll be able to just go to go to games with no worries about nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, before we before we do, uh, you know, go back, go back into UFC, I guess there was some breaking news right now. Curtis Samuel uh, just got apparently just got paid some real money. I, I'm going to have to look into the specifics, but he is going to the Washington football team. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Th- that news just broke. So let me look it up right now. I'm going to, you know, uh, he's signing with the Washington football three with the Washington uh, football team uh, for a three year, $34.5 million deal. Wow. Good for yeah, him. That's good awesome. For, good for Curtis Samuel, man. He, the guy's getting paid. He deserves it. I really wanted to see him in new England. I thought that, you know, you know, having the old Panthers connection between, between him and Cam would be a good one, but good for Curtis. You know, he's gonna, he's going to be getting his money really happy for him. Yeah, that Washington football team is going to be really interesting to see next year. Yeah, so that was just some breaking news in the NFL. I just wanted to cover that real quick because that just broke. Uh, going back into UFC and boxing now, in UFC we were talking about UFC, about UFC 261 having full fans. And and finally, the main event that we wanted to tell you about is that Kamaru Usman will be back very you know much sooner than we all thought. He fought just last month. He's going to be fighting in April, and it looks like he's going to be trying to defend his title against one of my favorite UFC fighters, Jorge Gamebred Masvidal you know the dude is a beast i mean i just love him i just i've fallen in love with him ever since i saw ever since i saw his brutal knockout against ben As- against ben Askren. you know the guy that's now fighting jake paul because his career has taken such a tailspin you know you know jorge masvidal is a stud i can't wait to see this fight it's the second one usman got the better of him the first time and you know is the title holder for that division so i'm gonna be really pumped for this and i'm really glad that this is good, that there's gonna be fans in the stadium that's amazing. Yeah, it's going to be a great fight to see. Uh, and then, you know, uh, you know, now in boxing news, 
uh, heavyweights, he heavyweights Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua will be unifying the heavyweight titles in a two fight contract. So they're going to be fighting pretty soon. And, you know, I, I, I was trying to figure out how, you know, how, like what that essentially meant in a way. And I didn't realize that boxing essentially has four belts for, for each weight class. I didn't realize that it's like the WBO, the, I, like the, I, like whatever it is, they're just like so many divisions. Cause I guess I, I guess that's how they like determine stuff. I guess they're like different rankings. So you get different belts. It's not like a, it's not like a certain, it's not like a certified thing like the UFC. So, uh, so it's a pretty interesting fight. So basically whoever wins this fight will be the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Tyson Fury, we saw what he did to Deontay Wilder, you know, basically over a year ago at this point. Uh, Anthony Josh was a good fighter for himself. What do you think about this? What do you think about this deal, man? That's really interesting to hear. Like, I don't follow boxing too closely, yeah. but I love to uh, watch the streams illegally on my phone. Oh, so ab absolutely, that's how, <laughs> that's how we do things here at Down to the Wire. Gotta just gotta, gotta get those streams on us. Uh, can't you know exactly. Maybe hate to incriminate myself, but yeah, we did that. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, but Tyson Fury is a hell of, is a hell of a fighter. You know, he, you know, he kind of, you know, really reinvented himself. And I mean, you know, just in terms of the physical specimen, he is, he's six foot nine. He is six <laughs> big foot dude. nine. Dude. If you want a comparison for that Tyson, who won the heavyweight title back when he did it, Tyson's five ten. Tyson Fury. <sighs> Yeah, so Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson is five ten. Tyson Fury is a foot taller than Mike Tyson. That is ridiculous. Wow. So like, wow. Like, so literally, imagine Mike Tyson just walking into a fight and just like having to look up at the guy and just be like, wow. <laughs> like it is, it's insane. Like, I mean, Muhammad Ali was six four. This dude is six foot nine. He's like LeBron in a boxing ring. It's ridiculous. So, and Anthony Joshua's Anthony Joshua. Is, is is no um uh, is no short is no like is no short king himself he's six seven so you know we're seeing i mean you're seeing literal giants clash in a boxing ring it is going to be crazy i am really i am really pumped about this about this uh about these upcoming fights uh can't wait to see it either oh sorry you cut out again oh uh, 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 yeah yeah I'm yeah. really, I'm really pumped to see it. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, it's going to be really fun to see. And, and finally, before we do go down to the wire, it's, it's coming up real soon. And only in a couple of days, March madness is around the corner. <laughs> Let's go. It has been a year. We are finally back to March madness. Tyler, how are you feeling about March madness? Dude? Oh I my am God. Pumped. Let's go. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a day where I'm not watching every single <laughs> basketball game. I mean, I I already even in the t regular tournament play I've been going crazy with it two different TV setup but oh I mean I, I there's never been a year where I've sat down and watched every single first four play in game this year I'm watching every single first four play in yeah. game it's yeah. I'm so excited yeah I mean I am pumped about it I mean I have so many memories about Mar memories you know regarding March Madness I remember I was in I was in my sophomore year of high school and I remember, you know, I was in like a psych class or whatever it is. I forget what class I was in, frankly, but we were watching a movie in that class and we had to sub that day. So we were just watching the movie and all of us just go to the back of the class and, you know, and some, and a bunch of kids just pull out their iPads. And I remember we're, we're, we're watching Mo Wagner of Michigan, just go, down Oh my God, do his thing and do his thing for, and do his thing for the Wolverines. You know, I have so many memories about March Madness. I remember when Trey Young was at Oklahoma and they faced off against URI. We put it on, we put it on one of the smart boards in our classroom and we watched it in there during, during like a break period. You know, I have so many great March Madness 
March Madness memories. You know, one one memory that I really wanted to have this year, unfortunately, what was was to see our was to see the Bryant Bulldogs make it there. <sighs> Tyler, I, I I got Carter's reaction to it. Tyler, how how how'd you feel about that, and how'd you feel about that tragic loss to set to Mount St. Mary's? That was a really frustrating loss, man. Um, Got to give a shout out to Charles Pride for playing his tail off. He Dude went off. He had like eight three pointers. The dude is going to be a force to be reckoned with next year. Charles played his Charles played his heart out. I can't wait to see what he's going to do from here on out. I really didn't realize that that he could that he had that level within him. I mean, you know, you know, Damian Chonqui of Mount St. Mary's just came out there and was and was insane. So I mean, you know, it's unfortunate that it's unfortunate that you know we couldn't find a way to stop that. But Charles Pride, dude, he has looked incredible for this for this Bryant team at least in that last game. I mean, I didn't realize I didn't realize that he had the ability to shoot like that. And and you know, he's gonna be a junior next year. That's gonna be real, that's gonna be something really cool to watch next year. I mean, you know, to have that kind of length and stuff like that and still be able to nail those three pointers, you got like a you got like a Kevin Durant on your team. It's insane. Yeah, no, for sure. So he's I, he's I, gonna I, be really solid for a I really long he time. Could do that. I didn't realize he could do that. So I am pumped to see what Charles to see what Charles Pride does from, from here on out. I'm hoping I, I can't wait to see what Mike Green does. I think those two are a great tandem. You know, obviously we're, we're, we're losing Hall Elizas, who, you know, was a great, who was a great piece for us. Uh, you know, he was the, he was the finishing piece of many Mike Green, of many Mike Green alley-oops. So, you know, unfortunately he's the only piece leaving. So, you know, you know, it's unfortunate that he's going out, but you know, it's also good that it's also good. We're not losing too many guys. So, you know, it's a kind of, it's going to be a good Bryant team to watch for at least the next two years. I'm pumped about it. You know, I hope they are, they're able to retool, get some big guys, you know, um, you know, able to recruit some big guys over, over the next year or two and, you know, really try to make a run at making the tournament, you know, prayer, you know, not prayers up hopes are up for the Bryant university team. Can't wait to see what they do going forward. Now you said you're going to be watching one of the four playing games. One of those four playing games is going to be Mount St. Mary's. Uh, if if they if they do win and they go fate and they do go to face Michigan, I only have one thing to say. <sighs> oh, go blue, baby, go blue. <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a Villanova basketball fan, I'm a Michigan football fan, but you know, frankly, when Michigan's in the tournament. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna root for him, good, because especially if they can go knock off Mount Saint, if they can knock off Mount Saint Mary's and do and do to them what they did to us, but on a national stage where everyone's watching, go Wolverines, do your thing. <laughs> I love to see it, man. And Absolutely. I've been a I've been a UConn Huskies fan my whole life, so yeah. like like you said, I got a ton of great memories. You know, Kemba Walker, Ryan oh, Boatwright, yeah. Shabazz Napier, mm-hmm. all those dudes. <laughs> love watching yeah. them, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see them take down Maryland and Alabama. And uh, hope they make a good run this uh, this year. Yeah, dude. UConn, watch out for him. Uh, you know, and you know, finally, before we do go down to the wire, uh, one of the one of the big stories that is you know coming out so far, you know, obviously with games when when the games start to happen, you know, you'll have some you know some crazy storylines there. But before anything happens, I don't know if you remember. I don't you know if you remember this March Madness uh, this March Madness celebrity, but in 2018, Loyola Chicago when they made the run at the tournament, Sister, Sister Jean. Jean! was one of the key, you know, mascots behind that entire team. You know, she is she is a beloved figure now in March Madness lore. And she was recently just allowed to, you know, go to, to go to Indy to go to Indianapolis to, you know, watch their team play. Great to see it. You know, hope, you know, let's go. Sister Jean is back at March Madness. You know, hopefully they keep her safe and away from everybody so that way she can stay healthy. But Sister Jean is back. <laughs> Hey man, as soon as I heard the news, I changed all my brackets and put Loyola in the oh final my. four. Did you actually? <laughs> hey, 
Hey man, they got they got a fighting spirit. You know, eight seeds have done crazier things, and I, uh, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't love Sister Jean. That. Oh yeah, Sister Jean, real homie. Gotta love Sister Jean. Uh, and you know, we'll let's see if she can work some of her um uh, some of her magic once again. We'd love to see it. Hey, who's your pick to go all the way? You know, man, I said it before, and I'll say it again. You know, I'm not I'm not a bandwagon fan. I have some I have some you know fa- I have some family ties to this team. I gotta go with my Villanova Wildcats. They are just I I I have ties to the school, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, okay. I have ties to the Villanova Wildcats as an organization. I gotta I like them. I think I, I gotta I like Big Blue too. You know, there's some interesting things. I gotta fill up my bracket and and you know I gotta you know finish filling out my bracket, see who I like, but you know. You know, obviously there are some favorites. There are going to be some interesting teams to watch to watch throughout. Uh, see, maybe jo- see what Pat Ewing's Georgetown team can do. I mean, they're a 12 seed, so maybe they make a little run at it. Maybe get into the maybe get to the sweet si- maybe get to the sweet 16, elite eight, upset some teams. You know, they're facing Colorado. Who the hell? Who who the heck is even on Colorado? So you know, we'll get to you know maybe they make a run. Maybe Pat Ewing can you know start to make his March Madness legacy as a coach. There could be some really interesting things to see there. I am really pumped about about this uh, about this March Madness. It has been over. A, it has been like two years now since we last had March Madness because of COVID. I'm so glad that it's back, and I am pumped to see more of it. Yeah, and I'll just say right now, um, whatever you guys think, it usually never happens. Uh, uh, I just gotta say, watch out for Oklahoma State. I really like their team, but um, I'm me personally. I just. I have to take the Zags. They got too much firepower, and yeah. I think this could be the year they go all the way and get it done. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm with you. All right, watch out, watch out for Oklahoma. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue, man. You know, hope you know it's gonna be. I, I don't really even care at this point. You know, I mean, it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy start to March, anyways. I mean, isn't Duke already out of it? You know, like they're not even in the tournament. There's been some craziness already. You know, looking at you know, going into it. So it's going to be real. It's going to be really crazy to watch. I can't wait to, I can't be, I can't wait to be watching games in the coming days. I am pumped to see it, you know, and we're going to be covering it all here on down to the wire. But speaking of which it is currently eight twenty six PM and we are officially down to the wire. Tyler, I hate to do it to you, but we're going to go through everything we talked about in this past hour and wrap and wrap up this Wednesday night. Uh, we started things off with, you know, welcoming you back on, man. It's been two months now since we've had you on. Two months too long. How yeah. how are you feeling, man? I'm feeling great. It's great to be back, yeah. and uh, can't wait to do a ton more of these in the future. Absolutely, man. I want to have you on. I want to have you on a lot more. You know, a lot more this semester. Can't wait to see it. You know, I, you know, at least get you on more than we had you on last semester. It's got to happen. And if not, if not, watch out for those summer sessions. We're gonna we're actually gonna try to have summer sessions this year. I have the proper equipment, so we're gonna try to make it work. Uh, totally. But, but you know, we talked about um, uh, Tiger Woods recovering from his injury. Uh, from his injury, purse up to him. We talked about Sean Bradley, purse up to him as well. In football news, we talked about Bill Belichick breaking the bank for the New England Patriots. You know, they signed basically any guy you could think of: Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Matt, Matthew Judon, Nelson Aguilar. Jalen Mills, he is signing everybody. And if you have a key free agent, sign him now because if not, he will take them. So do so. Watch out for Bill Belichick. He has been going crazy this offseason. He has gone rogue. Uh, in in uh, and we also talk about other moves that they've made. We talked about Drew Brees' retirement from from the NFL after 20 years. 
uh, after 20 years in the league, 15 with the Saints. We talked about we talked about Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston getting new contracts. We talked about all other sorts of free agent moves. We talked about the breaking news of Curtis Samuel to the Washington football team. We talked Fitz to Washington. We talked Dalton to Chicago, Bud Dupree to the Tennessee Titans. Aaron Jones is going back to the Green Bay Packers. We talked a bunch of we talked a bunch of crazy moves on this show. You know, it's been a crazy free agency so far, and it's only getting started. Kenny Kenny Galladay is still out there. Juju Smith Schuster is still out there. There are plenty of still there's still plenty of names to drop. Can't wait to see can't to see what ha- can't wait to see what happens. Uh, in MLB news, we talked about LeBron James now owning a part of the Boston Red Sox. That's crazy news. We talked about we talked about Francisco Lindor wanting to ban- wanting to you know at least you know, limit the shifts. I have my disagreements with that. Tyler agrees with me there. We talked about the, we talked about Trevor Bauer of the Dodgers making waves after making waves after a uniform violation for, for promoting his own business. We talked about the lost tapes of down the wire, everything, everything going on with that. There's going to be more episodes coming out. I, I'm probably going to try to release two episodes tomorrow and then maybe one more on Saturday. So watch out for, watch out for the lost tapes. That's going to be something cool to watch. Uh, we talked to UFC 261 between Usman and Jorge Masvidal. It's going to be their second bout. It's happening on April 24th, and we're going to have fans in the stands. We talked about Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua unifying their heavyweight titles. Uh, and, and then we finally and we ended things off in March Madness news, uh, You know, talking about how psyched we are for this all to be coming back. We talked about Loyola Chicago's sister, Jean, making a run back at it, and we made our personal picks. We talk, you know, if Mount St. Mary's gets past that, gets past that playing game, you know, Michigan gets the job done against them. Uh, and if you guys don't follow us already, Make sure you guys hit us up on Instagram at down at down dot to the wire on Instagram. We're now also on Spotify for audio for audio versions, and we have a YouTube channel. Follow us there. You can find all those through the links in our Instagram. But you have been listening to Down to the Wire. I'm Brian Costa, and I'm Tyler Tucker. And we hope you guys have a great night. Take care, you guys. See you Friday.